dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. What do you want? How to write successful cold emails. In this blog, I'm going to explore how you might go about emailing an academic or colleague you've never met when you want something from them, and how to get the best possible chance of a positive reply, the cold email. This blog really comes off the back of a few things. Firstly, I receive quite a lot of messages asking for help, usually around how to go about finding a job or grant writing. I like to help, and recently I've had lots of meetings with clever, bright, enthusiastic young people. God, that makes me sound old. And every time, one of the takeaway actions was for that person to seek out people to email. Next. I recently read a blog on the Thesis Whisperer website titled The Art of the Cold Call Email, and I loved it. In fact, I love all the blogs on that website, so go check it out. So when might you need to cold email? Well, there are lots, but let's look at the obvious ones. A. To ask for a job, or to be kept in mind for a job, or for someone to supervise you. B. To get feedback or help on a project or a paper you've been writing or C, to ask for someone's input. Example, I often have to email people I've never met before to ask if they'd like to be a guest on our podcast. To start, I think it's important to think about who you're sending the email to and what they have to contend with. If they're anything like me and many other academics, they'll be busy, but they'll be keen to help. So the first rule, make sure your ask is clear and your request is actionable. If your email is complicated, unclear and rambling, it will probably languish in the bottom of that person's inbox. They won't want to be rude, so they probably won't reply and say no. In fact, the truth is, they probably just won't reply at all. The Thesis Whisperer blog makes the point really quite well. If you have a request to make of a busy person, state it as clearly and politely as you can. Don't include side threads. If you want something, make the email about that. If you have multiple requests of the same person, send multiple emails. Just maybe not on the same day. I know this sounds like it will be more bothersome, but trust me, your email is more likely to get attention if it's about one request. The next rule to think about is who you're directing it to and if it's reasonably something they might do. Is the person you are emailing the best person for the job? Example, a senior academic you've never met probably won't review a grant application for you, but a colleague might. And an extra point here is to make sure the email is specific to them. Do not use copy and paste and then risk the ultimate faux pas, but forgetting to change the name of the person you're emailing. Then we come to length and context. You may have a massive backstory but think hard about how much of that you put into this first email. You can add detail at a later stage, but right now you just want to get them engaged and to start a conversation. Start with a small ask and build up to a big one. Build a relationship and don't be too self-indulgent about your own work. Moving on, we come to why them. It helps to make it clear why you chose them and a little flattery can go a long way. You could mention that you saw them present, maybe you read a paper they wrote, or you follow on Twitter and admire them. So, to recap, number one, be concise and short. Number two, make your ask clear and actionable. Number three, avoid being self-indulgent. 
Number four, explain why you chose them. Number five, make it okay for them to say no. And number six, ask if they could recommend someone else if they can't help. Before we move on, I just want to go back to the ask. What do you actually want from them? If it's a job, you probably won't get that from an email. But you might ask for 15 minutes of their time to get some advice. Um, then when you're meeting with them, you could ask that they keep you in mind. There will be HR processes that still need to be followed. So don't expect to get a job off the back of an email, but you could start a conversation that leads to a job. If you want them to be your supervisor, you can probably be a little bit more direct. But again, I think the aim of the cold email should be to get more time with them to build up to the big ask. Finally, ask yourself, is email the best way? Or the best place to even start? If they're a social media user, you could DM them or tag them, like a few of their posts. If someone sees that their posts are always being liked by the same person, it's human nature that they'll probably look at your posts and look up your bio to see who's interested in them. So make sure you are tweeting good stuff that might impress them and have a good bio, which is more than just your first name, where you live, and a picture of the ocean. Hey, you never know. They might start to follow you back, see your post that you're looking for a supervisor, and they may email you. Wouldn't that be cool? If you're feeling really brave and you think you have a tweet that they would be genuinely interested in, you could tag them, uh, but be selective. Don't be one of those people who tags for your own benefit. Do it if you genuinely think they should see it. So, good luck. And last of all, don't be afraid. Cold emails are standard practice in academia. They'll expect it. Get it right and you'll get the engagement you want. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.